0: It's almost universal the praise for this thing, but you are seeing Scotty Pippen's pissed off. Uh, Horace yeah. Grant's calling it a so-called documentary. Uh, you, you alluded to it, but now that you have, you know, Mike Greenberg. I saw you uh, you, you interact with him on Twitter the other day, where Greeny was like, "I'd be pissed off too." Um, how much of that do you well, you pay attention enough? But how much of it's garbage? Well, some of it. I mean. I also know a lot more. Like to go back to your first question, I know a lot more about. Um, we all know that if you say the wrong thing to the wrong person, it can go viral, and and, and you know you never know what you could say. And but I, I'm I'm acutely aware now. And it's it's there's there's one anecdote that I can give you an example for. And and, and please get me back to the original question because I know I'm all over the place. But sure. but the Richard Dice wrote an article um, that came out. They gave this, they gave the first eight episodes to like, I don't know, 25 or 30 journalists. And and there was an embargo on it, which meant that they couldn't, they couldn't release their stories until like the Wednesday or Thursday before the premiere, which is on the 19th. But they gave them these things like a week or two in advance of the 19th. And so they could watch the eight episodes, write their pieces, and then they weren't allowed to release them until like midnight on that Wednesday. And I remember like, I, I, I was not privy to that rollout pattern. So all of a sudden, my Twitter just started blowing up. And I was like, what is happening here? And it was like all the reviews started, started coming in from all of these people. Dozens of reviews started coming in. But Richard, uh, they had an agreement with Richard, I, I think, that his story was going to come out a day earlier. They were going to give him that, that exclusive. And in that story, which Richard did an awesome job with, with all of the pieces he's written about this thing. And I don't mean that because he was complimentary most of the time. I mean it because he was fair and he was uh, responsible. And Wesley Morris wrote a review that was probably a three-star review. And I got his uh, number from a mutual friend, and texted him and said, "Like that, that is that's my favorite review. Is the most fair and accurate assessment of the doc. Its weaknesses and its strengths. I know the doc has weaknesses and shortcomings. I know that. And Wesley did too. But Wesley is a Pulitzer Prize winning writer. The guy's a poet. So, um, but anyways, um, Deitch said in in the piece, "Tell me about the first time you met Michael." And I said that I said to him upon our first meeting. Why do you want to do this? And he said, I don't. And I said, why not? And I said that he told me because when people see this footage, they're going to think I'm a horrible person. That was me paraphrasing Michael Jordan. He definitely did not say those words. Horrible person. He did not say that. I think he said because people aren't going to understand it. He immediately brought up, brought up Scotty Burrell. He's like, you got this guy named Scotty Burrell. And I, I MS that guy up and down the court all year. but I needed him to be tough and blah, blah, blah. So I use the word horrible. People are going to think I'm a horrible person. That all of a sudden got picked up by every news outlet as Michael Jordan said this to the point where I go to ESPN and Paul Pierce is being interviewed and they're showing a full screen graphic that says, Michael jo- people are going to think I'm a horrible person when they see this documentary, Michael Jordan. Huh. Paul Pierce, how do you feel about Michael Jordan saying that? He never said it. So that's why I bristle when you say Scottie Pippen is pissed. I don't know that he is. I know that people are saying he is. I know that I've read... Sources say Scotty Pippen is very upset with his portrayal. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Horace Grant did say on the record, on the radio, that this thing is a so-called documentary and it's 90% live. And I have no problem with that. I, I, I had a great time with Horace. That actually is one of the guys that I would spend a couple of days with. because Horace could not have been nicer to our crew. He was just this happy dude. He lives in a beautiful part of California up on the Central Coast. Like, more power to Horace. I think that he's pissed off specifically that Michael said, he was the source. Horace was the source of Stan Smith's book, and I think Horace is sick of hearing that. And whether he was or he wasn't, he thought Michael was snitching on him, and then he said, "Well, you're the one who said these guys were using cocaine back then." Whatever he said, he said. I don't think he. Meet, I don't think Horace is, actually has a metric where he can say, "Okay, it's ninety percent lies." Officially, I did. There, there's there's uh, a thousand facts told and nine hundred lies told about those. Like nine hundred untruths. He's just spouting off, and I get that. Um, People, you know, you mentioned Greenberg, people like that who I, I, I feel should know better. Uh, and saying Scottie Pippen couldn't possibly be portrayed worse than he was portrayed in this documentary. I take offense to that because I think we portrayed Scottie accurately. Could, is there a doc to be done about Scottie Pippen's athletic greatness? Yes. We, did, we devoted a lot of time to him in the front of the series, which is like the marquee time in the series. If you go back to episode two, Michael says, whenever they speak my name, they should speak Scotty Pippen. I would not have six titles without him. He is the best teammate I ever played with. And then we have teammates throughout this thing saying how great Scotty was. Now, did he have, I went to great lengths. We went to Hamburg, Arkansas to show the abject poverty in which he grew up, to show people that's why he took this very conservative seven year, $18 million deal because A, He knew it could all go away in a flash because he had two people in his family who were confined to wheelchairs from a stroke and an accident. And B, he needed to know that he could take care of his large family who was poor down in Arkansas. And he wanted to be sure he could always take care of them. And $18 million over seven years is something that could achieve that. I wanted to show people that's why he made that decision. He's not stupid. He did this because he he loves his family. That's why. When people say, He couldn't have looked worse. Yes, he could have looked worse, Mike Greenberg. He could have looked way worse. And the reason I get fired up about this is because Greenberg and his ilk know better. They know that's not true. But they're trying to get as much mileage out of this thing. I understand. There's nothing to talk about. You know that better than anybody in your line of work. There's nothing to talk about. I get that. But don't create things to talk about at the expense of my integrity and the integrity of my team, because we work too hard for that. And I won't stand for it. I won't stand silent for it. And I've been told, as soon as I I clap back at him on Twitter, and immediately I got like four texts from my dad and my mom. My my dad doesn't know how to use Twitter. He's saying, I can't follow this. Who said what first? But he's ready to go fight for me. Right. Um, But what he's saying is don't listen to these people. You know, um, this is a little bit you know, inside and private, but I'll say it because it's a compliment. Bob Costas reached out to me a couple of times unsolicited uh, because I've known him for 20 years. I was his PA uh, back in the early 2000s at, at HBO. And I met him uh, at NBC when I was a PA. And he's become a friend and, 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 a, and a great one at that because unsolicited a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, he said, don't listen to these people who are doing this. it's 90% positive and 10% negative and the 10% negative is actually more of a compliment because it's people who uh, either are outside of our business and they don't understand that means it transcended our, our, the sports documentary world or they're jealous or they're just saying these things because they need to, to get clicks or airtime or whatever. So it was really, it meant a lot. That's, you know, It goes back to your first question, what have you learned? I've learned a ton about what to say and what not to say and how to navigate these kind of minefields every time I do an interview like this. I don't have to do this with you. I don't have to do this with with any of these things. My contract calls for a, quote, reasonable amount of uh, promotion. (laughs) It got unreasonable after the first week. But I want to get the word out there because I want to, I'm proud of our team so much that I want to get out there and explain why we made the decisions we made and how we made this thing and how hard we worked to get it on the air when we did so yeah it's it's i don't have kids i'm not married i don't have kids uh this thing is my baby right now this thing was just born to the world and when people are criticizing your kid of course you're gonna you're gonna defend it um and i'm criticizing my team or or they're criticizing my teammates if they're criticizing this, this film and that I won't say, I don't care. You can say whatever you want about me, but when I start to think of how hard people work, people put their lives on hold. People who do have kids who do have them who were scared as hell to be coming into the office while this pandemic was going down and people were saying, stay out of the office and they still came to work side by side with each other. Not knowing if we we're going to be sick or not. Like that means a lot to me. And for for someone to come at us like that, that's when, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a great temper and, uh, I'm pretty impulsive when it comes to to defending my friends and defending people I love. So that's why I respond to the things like that. But as far as, I don't know if Scotty's unhappy or not. I hope he's not because I like Scotty a lot. Uh, And I think that we we did our best to do right by him and tell his story as responsibly and accurately as possible. I think what he did in game six of 98 finals is nothing short of heroic. And I wanted to convey that to people. Anyone who wanted to say Scotty was soft after the migraine game or anything else. Just, just look at that game and how he performs. And as far as Horace goes, I get why he's angry at Michael and who knows what's in their past. I take no offense at what Horace Grant said. But when other media members want to say that this is propaganda and it's a puff piece, and why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Well, when you know nothing about the decisions that went into this, Michael Jordan never once said anything about this has to be in, this has to be out. Never once. That's not the role he played in this. So when people say that it's a puff piece and it's seen through Jordan's eyes and the the inference from Greenberg was that Scotty Pippen, uh, his role was diminished uh, in this doc because at Michael's behest, which is patently absurd, absurd. And that I can't I can't stand by without commenting on that. I I think I said to Greenberg that you have absolutely no idea how the stock was made and how the editorial decisions were made. You are absolutely wrong. There's zero truth in what you're saying. And you're just saying it to have another segment on TV and that everything.